Good morning and Merry Christmas from Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy. Our Christmas series, Hark, Christmas According to the Angels, has followed the angels preparing people for the birth of Jesus. Zechariah, Mary, and Joseph all entertained an angelic visitor. Today we hear from God's messengers one more time. They will do what they have done all along and still do today, point people to Jesus. They direct our focus to him in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be for you, a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace among those whom he favors. Do you know the first Christmas carol ever sang? It's the one the angels sang to the shepherds on that dark hill with the sheep. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. This phrase delivers the Christmas magic. The glory of heaven and those on earth come together in peace. The story of Christmas is that in Jesus, God and people are together again. Heaven and earth are connected. God's glory and peace on earth are inseparably linked. God's glory means God's greatness. The term glory refers to the weight of something, its significance. You can substitute the word greatness and get the right idea. The greatness of God in heaven is coming together with men on earth, and the result is peace. When Jesus enters your world, like he did on the first Christmas, there's peace. There's no other outcome to the greatness of God, to the love of God, the power of God, the wisdom of God. It transforms both our private and our public lives. He is stronger than all our fears. His love quiets every fight and hate and makes the future certain. For God, peace means wholeness. It means that everything fits together as it should. Peace is about relationships. If there's peace between two people, it means that they fit together as they should, building and supporting each other in harmony. If there is peace for us with God, it means that we're together as we should be with God. He is our God and we are his people. If we just have peace in general, that means that our mental, emotional, physical state is together. We aren't missing anything. We aren't struggling with ourselves, against ourselves. Now, these three forms of peace go together. If you are not at peace with God, you will not be at peace with others or yourself. If one is messed up, they'll all be out of whack. And here is another important truth. Peace always begins with the Christmas story. Peace always started with the first Christmas carol. The equation of the angel's message is simple and valid. God is here with us, therefore praise God, because peace is here with us. 
God equals peace. And to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Hear him say, to you is born the Messiah, the Lord. Now, it's interesting that the angel says, to you, when he's speaking to the shepherds. That baby is not only born to Mary or to Joseph or to Bethlehem. The implication is that he is born to all people. This idea is pushed first in the angel's words, I am bringing to you great good news of great joy for all the people. Jesus is born not just to his parents, not just to this place or this time, but he is born to us all. His purpose was to bring peace to us all. When we hear the angels sing that God has come to earth, that peace is born, what does that mean for you? What does it mean for the cancer patient, the family who mourns the loss of a loved one, the desperate addict, the people in war-torn Ukraine, or all the people at our own southern border, the stressed-out single parent, the lonely senior who lives alone and is forgotten, for the homeless, the helpless teenager who can't see a future worth living? What about the neglected child? Is peace born to them too? To us? He brings peace in two ways. First, he reconciles us to God through his death on the cross. His birth was always intended to lead to his death and his resurrection. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes, Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We were at conflict with God because of our disobedience to God. It's rebellion. We pulled him off the throne and put ourselves in his place as God, deciding right and wrong for ourselves. Jesus came and died on the cross to pay the penalty that we deserved. He made us right again with him. He paid the penalty we deserve so there's no debt between us, no strife. Our relationship is good, and now we can come into his presence. We have peace. He also brings peace in that he teaches and empowers us to love others. When you love others, there will be peace. It will not be easy. It might not happen quickly. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of learning. But when we love other people, we will be at peace with them. Now, God says this better than I can. Listen to, to Romans chapter 12, 14 through 21. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be arrogant, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with one another. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The question for us today is, what do you do with the Savior who's born in Bethlehem and died on Calvary, and now sits at the right hand of the Father in the highest heaven, preparing to come and bring his kingdom in his fullness? Luke 2, 15 through 20, we hear the rest of our story. When the angels had left them and gone into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. 
When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. The shepherds told everything that had been made known to them. And then they went away praising God. Mary treasured all these words in her heart. The angel, the shepherds, Mary, everyone in the Christmas story is focused on Jesus. They praise and they ponder and they treasure and they make known to everyone what was revealed to them by God. So the question is, what will you do with the first Christmas carol? Will you ponder it, treasure it like Mary? Will you run to Jesus and go away praising God like the shepherds? Will you sing it to everyone who will listen? Sing it to yourself every day? Or will you get caught up in life so much that you forget? Every year, all the Amazon boxes come in the mail to my house. All the shopping bags are brought in. And we have to hide them from each other so that it's a surprise, right? Then we get it close to Christmas and we wrap them and we put them under the tree. And then the time comes that we open them. But then every year, about the end of January, we find a gift. One that was hidden a little too well, the forgotten gift that we forgot we bought, never wrapped, and never opened. Do not let Jesus be the forgotten gift in your mind. He came and he made peace. He empowers you and he teaches you to live at peace. Whether you accept him or not, his peace is real and it is here and it is working in people's lives. Now, Colossians chapter 3 gives us a great charge on how to take hold of the peace that Jesus brings, how to receive it and enjoy it and focus on it. Colossians 3, starting in verse 14, he says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom with gratitude in your heart. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and, and whatever you do in word or deed, everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, it said. How about we add the words of Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Listen, therefore, since we sur are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that we cling so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Listen, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and protector of faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, regarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne. Your mind can only focus on one thing at a time. That's a fact. Try to sing two Christmas carols at the same time in your head. You can't do it. Jingle bells and away in a manger. You can't do them both. Your mind can only think or focus on one thing at a time. Now, you must take control. You control what you think about, what you focus on. You can put thoughts out of your mind and you can choose to focus on others. You can do it. This may be something you've never thought about before, but you need to. Listen to me. 
If you don't take control of what you focus on, of your thoughts, then you will be tossed around by every event and word and action that goes on around you. You're leaving the peace of Jesus on a forgotten shelf in a forgotten closet. We spend a lot of time focused on everything that's going on wrong around us. We blame these people and those people as their politics, their culture, their arrogance, their sin, their ignorance. We contemplate and we worry about all the bad things going on. However, we can't control any of them. When you focus on what other people have said and done and spend time stewing on it and thinking about it, you allow them to control you. They control your emotions, and when you react in anger or fear, then they're controlling your actions as well. The same thing happens when events go on around you. You can't control people, and you can't control many of the events, but you can control your response. So you can choose to focus on Jesus and on productive actions and responses, loving people doing things that you enjoy and that make you happy. Do not concern yourself with things that you can't control. That's a recipe for unending stress and ungodly conflict. Think about how much time you spend worrying about the action, words, and thoughts of others, and we lose sight of our peace in Jesus. Focus on Jesus, his promises, how how you can help people and better people. Learn to be aware of what you're thinking about and then take control. Choose to focus on Jesus, to look to him and to dwell on him and to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Take control of yourself and focus on building up others. Choose to love God and love people. Now, God's given us some really good aids to keep our focus on Jesus. Read scripture, pray, attend church, listen to Christian music, read good books, Put things in your life that help your thoughts be on Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace, good news of great joy, born to you this day in the city of David, the Messiah, the Lord. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth to those he favors. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. Once again, we want to say Merry Christmas. Uh, My name is Pastor Jeremy. As always, go to our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com and check us out. Leave us a message. Let us know you're listening and how we can pray for you and minister to you. Have a great week. Love God. Love others. And tell somebody about Jesus.